Welcome to the Provost Perspective. My name is Patrick. This podcast is dedicated to the opinions, thoughts, and experiences of my wife, Carolyn, and I's journey through marriage, children, and life as a whole. While the topics we discuss may be varied, we will do our best to orbit around marriage, relationships, love, and family. Welcome again, and we hope you enjoy. You ready to do this thing? Yay, phone's on silent. (laughs) All right, so tonight we're going to talk about... Money. Money, 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 money. 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 <laughs> I know. I'm a terrible singer. Um, so what a lot of people, I think, um, think about when they talk to us. Like I tell people that, you know, my, my wife's a, a homemaker, a housewife, stay-at-home mom. I don't know what title you prefer. Bouncer. Bouncer? Mediator. Okay. Um, taxi driver. Uber. Yes. Got it. <laughs> You know, we don't make a ton of money on an annual basis. Now, I'm not saying we don't, we're not compensated quite well for what I do, I think. But a lot of people say that they can't, right? Like we've talked to family and friends and they say that they can't do single income. Right. You know. And I think that the problem isn't that they don't make enough money. It's that they spend too much money. Right. So... This is really like your forte, your your special piece of the pie. Because I really just bring the bread home. I don't really get to spend it. Um, I do get to spend it. But I don't spend it as much <laughs> as you spend it. Um, because you're the budget queen, right? Like you're the one that crunched, sat down and crunched numbers. And we, we sat together and crafted budgets together. But you're really the one that implements a lot of that budget. Mm-hmm. Um, and make sure that the house runs. Um, and that that's more of a security thing. Because there could be times when I'm gone for, you know, three months, six months, nine months, a year um, at a time and being able to hand the bills off and then take them back is a gigantic nut roll. So we decided pretty early on that we were just going to say, all right, you handle the budget. Um, and I was better with it than you were anyway. And you have control issues. A <laughs> yes. Bit. Yeah. So, um, you say that like it's a bad thing. So what do we want to, I guess I'll, I'll <clears throat> breach it this way. Um, what advice would you give somebody if they're thinking about going to um, single fa- you know, single income home. Budget. Budget, budget, budget. Um, and learn to live within your means. That's the yeah. biggest issue most people have is they're not willing to spend within their limits. They want to continue to spend to their lifestyle instead of adjusting their lifestyle. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah. Well, so and that's the thing is it's not just creating a budget, right? Like anybody mm-hmm. can sit down and create a budget. You have to stick to it. It's sticking with the budget mm-hmm. and, and balancing it, right? Because there's – I think it was the biggest surprise for us. Was it 2013, 14? No, it wasn't 2013. Uh, it might have been late 2013, 2014, early 2014 maybe. Back in Connecticut? Yeah, when mm-hmm. we sat down and we went, we have $1,200 a month. No idea where it's going. Yep. No, that was uh, right after we moved there. And then we started going like penny by penny, dollar by dollar. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was almost a necessity there because it was expensive. Very expensive. You know, we lived in Fairfield County. So it's for anybody who lives up there, you know it's pricey. Milk's expensive. And it was 2013, so gas prices were stupid high. Mm -hmm. You know. Um so finding that budget, not just getting a budget, but like sticking to it was probably the hardest mm-hmm. thing to adjust to, right? Stopped eating out, stopped a lot of our subscription services. There was quite a bit that we ended up mm-hmm. um, cutting out. 
just simple things like um, when you look at um, things like a cable package and you call them and you readjust, hey, what are the deals that you have right now? I want the deal that you're giving out to the new customers or I want to renegotiate what I have and getting those bills down. You can do that with your cell phone bill. You can do that with your cable bill. You can do that with just about anything. Um, so calling a lot of those places that we had and renegotiating, so to speak, um, our contracts and what we had um, was a great way to save money here and there. And the couple of years where we saved the pennies and stopped eating out all the time and doing those things paved the way for us to be able to do that every now and then now and not have it yeah not have us regret it the following week well we've gotten we we still there's times where we (laughs) travel down that road again right we Mm -hmm. eat out a bunch and we um try to get in don't necessarily live as budget conscious as we we typically do Mm -hmm. um but there's usually in time with terms of flux, like we're moving or right. uh, we're going back to Colorado or whatever it is. That's usually those times when we inflate it, uh, our spending, day-to-day spending inflates a bit. Right. But the last three years we have um, added into the budget saving for those times that we know we're yeah. going to be making that trip. So that even though we're stepping outside of that budget because we have to... Um, we've put aside the extra funds to do so. Right. And that's probably the thing is like we saving was probably a big thing that we started getting better at the last couple years maybe. Yeah. Um, because we really weren't saving any money at all. Right. Um, we had to get to a point where we could. Yeah. Well, no. And see, that's the thing. I think that's the wrong mindset, right? Most people think I should save what I have left over. You should save first. Instead of saving what we have first. And when I started creating allotments for our savings, Mm -hmm. then you never see the money, right? Right. It comes out of your check before you even get to see it, before it ever hits your bank account. Uh, It's just one of the perks of, you know, being in the military is the ability to to be able to manage your budget before you ever get to see your money, you know? Um, And then, I mean, we've always been pretty good with credit cards. We've never really had credit cards um, at least not high limit ones. The so, trick for us was getting into the habit of using them to build credit because I don't like using credit cards. Yeah. I don't like to spend money I don't have. But trying to find that love-hate balance where, okay, I'm going to spend this on purpose for like when we started using the one just to pay the cell phone bill. Yeah. And then I would turn around and pay that later so it just became a, a regular because we wanted to make sure we were using it to build the credit but at the same time i'm not going to use it to go out and buy a new couch yeah i just they shouldn't be used for that and a lot of people do that so i don't think it's a i think that having the mindset of i'm borrowing other people's money is the mm-hmm. wrong mindset right because i have a hard time with that it's not but that's that's <laughs> what i'm saying is i think that's the wrong mindset absolutely right? the the mindset should be i have this money but i'm not going to spend it this way Right. Yep. Because it's almost better to have use the credit card, get the rewards, get the cash reward, the cash back, or the fucking flight points or the travel points or whatever the hell it is you want to use it for, um, and then use your money, your actual money that you get from your paychecks or whatever, to pay those off. Right. right? So you're still spending the same amount of money, but you're spending it differently. Right. You're you're making a little bit of extra money um, by using credit card. Plus, there's protections that go with using a credit card over your debit card, right? Because when you use your debit card, you're just 
if something happens and there's a fraudulent purchase for whatever reason, there's not really a whole lot of protections for you. There's some, I, I think now, but for a long time, it couldn't be. Whereas every single dollar on a credit card is insured by the credit mm-hmm. card company. Um, so, you know, you have ramifications to be able to, to claim it as a fraudulent charge and, and be able to get your money back. But the idea of save first, spend second is still a relatively new concept for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still working that into our habit. And I think I know you still have a problem with it. Like you don't like to know how much we save because then you think of, you know, for our, like um, the Roth IRA that we have, you know, you don't want to know how much money's in it because then you you start thinking about it and you factor it into budgets and stuff. Whereas right, that, if I don't know what's there, I don't worry about where it needs to be spent. Right. Whereas, uh, so when it comes to like long term stuff like retirement and investing and stuff like that, you're not comfortable there. No. So I take care of that stuff. But when it comes to like day to day expenses and bills, you handle the vast majority of that. Yes. Um, for two reasons. One, uh, I'm forgetful. Uh, and the other one is I'm lazy and, uh, I will typically forget that I need to pay it and, or I will be like, yeah, I'll pay it tomorrow. And then I don't. Right. Right. And then it's three days late and all kinds of crazy shit. So, um, and putting everything on, um, auto pay. Auto pay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Auto pay is a fantastic tool. Yes. If you're not using it, use it, please. And I know for a lot of people, it scares them. I don't want to put it on auto pay because what if one month I can't pay it and I need that money? You just you do it because you need to pay your bills first Yeah. before you do anything else. And if your budget is set up properly, you pay your rent, you pay all your, or your mortgage, you pay all your bills, you put your set amount of money into savings that should not fluctuate every month unless it's going up because you've gotten a pay raise. And then you divvy up the rest that this is what I'm going to do with it. You can you cannot decide I have spending money and I'm gonna save what's left over. You have to save yeah. first. Well and so there's there's little tricks too that we've discovered along the way. And I kinda of wish we had just gotten a list of, hey, do this, 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 this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it would have helped would have been me. Too easy. Right. Because there's things like not going to Starbucks and mm-hmm. spending six dollars on a cup of coffee and instead use your $20 coffee maker to get a 20 cent cup of coffee, right? Thank you, that Graham. saved us a bunch of money. Um, <laughs> you know, it was a savings there that we didn't have previously. Things like coupons, which you got really big into for about a year. Yes. Coupons are very underrated. If you're setting them up properly and using them correctly and there is a way to use them, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, but the, the bad thing is, is once that... <clears throat> crazy couponing TV show or whatever popped up. They ruined it. A lot of stores started putting in a lot of rules around there. And it was nowhere near as profitable as it was for a while, right? Like you did crazy things that I was like, are you fucking serious? (laughs) Like this can't be legal. There's no way this is okay. We were walking out with some free stuff just using coupons. Yeah. And so like you can't rack and stack them anymore like you used to be able to. You can't use them for like under dollar things, stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, so, I mean, you got, there are couponing things that you can do that are going to be quite helpful, um, for you. Stop buying name brand shit. Mm-hmm. Now there are some things you don't buy name brand on, right? Or you, you don't, don't buy, buy store brand, one. right? Mm-hmm. Um, toilet paper. Yeah. That's a shitty situation. Trash to get bags. Into. Trash bags. Also a very mm-hmm. crappy situation to get into. Um, some things it's worth it to just spend the brand name on. Like I think paper towels is a good one. You spend, you 
get a quality paper towel you're going to use twice this shoe. If you are okay with not using paper towels and use rags and clean them, get away with it. We tried for a while. It just didn't really fit for us because we have children <laughs> who kids. like to fucking run through the house like a tornado. So the rags just really didn't function for us. And there are some crazy people out there who use like rags as for for toilet toilet paper. paper. That's no, you do you boo, can't, but that's nah, not my thing. Nah, I can't do that shit. <laughs> it's not happening. Can't do that shit. Nope. <laughs> but like name brand cereals, like you're spending more money than you need. Mm-hmm. Um, learning how to shop was a big one for you. Um, looking at the ounces versus, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and you never want to look at the price because you're going to look at two cereals. Like the bagged ones always get people. And bagged cereals, I hate to break it to you, are not cheaper than the ones in the box. Because what you want to look at is not the price. You want to look at the little orange square on the corner of the price tag that tells you what that price breakdown is per ounce. And you're looking for the best deal for how the the price per ounce adds up. And the majority of the time, the box cereal is giving you more bang for your buck than the bags. And they trick you with the bags because people think you're getting a better deal and they're buying them and they're swindling you. Yeah. The other thing is getting the kids involved too. Like... When we started getting them to understand how far a dollar goes, mm-hmm. they Huge. started stopped looking at really expensive things. Yeah, and not just that, but it's it's really curbed the the childhood. Are we here for toys? Are we going to buy us toys? Are we going to do this? Are we going to do that? Because they actually understand at five and seven and ten and almost twelve, you know how the money works, what we can spend, how you can save money. They've gotten money for birthdays and mm-hmm. learned how to spend it to the max of their ability. Um, based on I can get this because it's on sale, and if I get these smaller things, I can get more things rather than buying the big things. And they've learned how to save their allowance and money too yep. to buy things that they really want. And now they help when they're looking for good deals at the grocery store. Yeah, like Dayla gets good stuff for them. Dayla gets so excited when we're at the store, and she's like, "Mom, this is on sale!" And we're like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, but we don't need it." And she's like, "But it's on sale!" But you don't have to buy it just because it's on sale. <laughs> you buy it because you need it. Now there are some things you buy even when you don't need it. Because it's a good deal and you can use Canned it for goods. long periods. Yeah. Kitchen staples. Canned yep. goods, ramen, even though ramen's hardly ever on a, a deal because it's already so cheap. But, you know, things like that. Uh, like, I know, remember, there's times where you'll hit, pretty much every time we go to the store, you'll hit, like, the the bread thing. I, I don't know what to call it. Mm-hmm. It's like the, the clearance rack where they put the um, the French bread at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, because they have to get it sold. So now it's, like, 50 cents a loaf. You grab however many are there, five or six of them, because you're getting them for nothing. You throw them all in your freezer. You've got bread for weeks. Now, granted, we like to make our bread because you can make it for pennies on the dollar, and it's better for you. But when you can get bread for that cheap and stash it for emergencies, why not? It's like buying your cans of 30 cents diced tomatoes in case there's a blizzard. or You know what I mean? Yeah, that's something we got into when we were in Connecticut. It was baking bread. Yeah. Um, Because we realized we were spending... Two to three dollars on a loaf of bread that was loaded with sugar and and had sugar in it. Crap. And then that first batch, that first batch of bread I made was so So, bad, so bad, so black. It was (laughs) dense and it was like it was just so gross. And then your dad came into town Mm -hmm. and he walked me through a couple different loaves. 
and that, that kind of took some of those tricks and we found a couple different uh, recipes that mm -hmm. are more or less our staples and you know for an hour's worth of work i can get four loaves of bread and it's stupid know? easy yeah and you're using hardly any ingredients at all and it and, but tastes people, better people think bread is so complicated it's, not. it's, it's really so not easy. it is a super simple recipe it takes some work you know um we tried it by hand the first time Mm -hmm. That was a pain in the ass. Yes, use your stand mixer, please. And if you have a stand <laughs> mixer, get one. If you don't, or if you have a stand mixer, get the dough hook, use it. It'll save your forearms. If you don't have one, look at getting into one. There are so many things you can do with your stand mixer. I still owe my wife a uh, pasta maker attachment. Yes, because um, I'm gonna start making pasta too. But there's there's so many things that you can do with it. Like it's some like we were saying before, like save up. Find the things that are going to save you money in the mm -hmm. long run and spend your money there. That expensive stand mixer has paid for itself you know, a million times over. One of the best gifts we ever got was that air fryer. Because yes. we've used it for everything. Everything. From fried chicken to potatoes to, to steak. steak and chips and chicken and fish. Like mm -hmm. It is such a versatile machine. I'm glad we have it in the house. Yep. You know, we've gotten other gifts for kitchen gear that we've never really used. But that air fryer is used like a $4 slut. Um, <laughs> air fryer, stand mixer, those yeah. get used on a uh, weekly basis. I like it far better than um, the standard fryer. Yep. And it surprisingly doesn't taste that different. No, and it's healthier. Yeah, supposedly. Why yeah. not? I don't know if it truly is healthier, but well, I'll go with it. No oil. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go with it. <laughs> um, but then also finding ways to cut corners. And unfortunately, we were, we were doing really, really well with our budget um, for food for a long time mm -hmm. um, because we could shop off-brand and then you became you had to go gluten-free right and that um, got harder and that got a little bit harder because that stuff's expensive because of course they can charge more because they know they, can, they can and yep. it's trendy so you know yeah and that makes it worse if you don't have to be gluten-free stop it it's not a weight loss fad just stop for the love yeah. of all stop you can save a, a <laughs> significant amount of money doing that and reallocate that money elsewhere Right. Um, we reallocated into fun weekends with the kids to, um, you know, going to the beach, going hiking. And we've cut out a lot of the trips that I maybe wish we would, could do a bit more often just mm -hmm. because of our budget constraints. Um, but when we do get to do those things, it's very memorable for the kids. Like I remember when we were before we moved to Connecticut, we would go on like random shopping sprees and just go buy stuff that we didn't need. Yep. Oh, there's a good trick. Uh, consignment shops. Yes. Oh Holy my God. shit. For those of you with kids, consignment shops are your friend. And don't <clears throat> think about it like, you know, we were really weirded out by it the first couple times we went to one. We're like, eh, we didn't know. F go to the fucking ritzy neighborhood near you. Like, I know back in Colorado, like Highlands Ranch or fucking Cherry Creek or the something. The one out in Parker. Yep. Find a consignment shop. <laughs> go in there. You're going to be able to find name brand stuff for pennies on the dollar. And some of it's like brand new. Some like, of it still has tags on it when I bring it home. Yeah. And you can't look at it as like, this is where the poor people go, or this is where... It's not like going to the Goodwill or something like that. Consignment shops are fantastic. Yeah. And when your kids are growing out of things every three months, Ugh. consignment shopping is fine. Yeah. It's wonderful. It's amazing. My kids don't know the difference. They have fun going. The stuff they get is still good because you have to meet a standard at consignment shops. They're not going to sell you stuff that looks like ass. Well, and you, you have the... And shoes. The shoes there. It's a lifesaver. You, you do have to be kind of picky and choosy, right? Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, people pick through it and they pick out the, the real best stuff and they take that. And 
So you got to kind of be an ebb and a flow with it. And you maybe have to, you know, sorry, you're going to get a pair of corduroy jeans this fucking, you know, this time around. And we'll get you some blue jeans next time. So you do have to be a little picky. But I don't think we've run into, there's the one in Roar that was kind of not good. Um, but there's other ones out there that are really good and they're worth it and they'll save you money. I mean, even the one we went to in the dead center of Fayetteville, North Carolina was great. Yeah. It was fabulous. Well, it depends on where you're, there are other ones that are not so good in (laughs) Fayetteville, but, um, and then dollar stores. Yes. I know people think that dollar stores are like the cheap alternative. It's a way for you to, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's where the poor people go, but you can actually find some really good stuff for dirt cheap. Now, not the food. Yeah, no. Because the food actually isn't any cheaper. It's just smaller. Yeah. But if you're looking for school supplies, storage bins, um, crafting gift wrap, stuff. crafting stuff. Oh, my gosh. Half my daughter's hair supply stuff is from there. It's yeah. Ooh, so worth it. That's where we get our holiday decorations Holiday decorations. Year. Because, yep. honestly, once we're done with them, we can just throw them out yes. or, you know, donate them somewhere else. We, we don't need to keep them. And that's the nice thing is we can we can get rid of it and it... It doesn't hurt us because we only spent, you know, three dollars on it or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and we go all out for the hall- for the holidays. Like, I mean, my sister could tell you, like, Halloween's a big one for us. So we mm-hmm. always our house always looks crazy. <clears throat> um, what are some other good tips and tricks you think for um, allowances for kids? Um, just to teach them budgeting. We want to teach our kids to. Learn how to budget, how to spend money, um, how to save money um, so that they can buy stuff, um, you know, as they get older. And what we do is um, we take half of their age so they get their money is half of their age per week, per month. Yeah. So, like, for Rasslin, because he's five, he gets two and a half dollars a week is what it breaks down to, and he gets it all at the end of the month. Mm -hmm. So he gets ten bucks. You know, yeah, which doesn't seem like a ton, but when you're five, it's that's a lot. That's of money. huge. Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> Man, I used my allowance was like five bucks. It used to get me like a bunch of shit at the gas station. Now we didn't get allowance. <laughs> um, but then you have, you know, it, it teaches them how to save and how to budget, and yes. allowances is good. What's that uh, YouTuber that you watch? The the mom budget. Oh, person? if you haven't, uh, fun cheaper free. Jordan Page is her name, and she is going to be the savior of your life. She will teach you my grocery shopping envelope plan that I use when we do our grocery shopping. She will teach you everything there is to know about budgeting and how to save and how to spend, and it's probably the one thing that saved our budgeting life a couple years ago. So are they they a single-income family, too? Um, No. No? Because okay. this is her business. Okay, but she makes money off it now, but she used to be. She Yes, they yeah, used okay, to be. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, she means she makes money off of YouTube, but he's the yes. traditionally employed, okay. Yeah. And then um, one of the resources that I like is Graham Stephen. Stephen. Stephen, whatever. Um, <laughs> he's got a YouTube channel. Uh, he talks about investing <laughs> and bank accounts and credit cards and all kinds of stuff. Ton and ton and ton of information there. Um Again, we don't know any of these people. We've never talked to them. We don't <laughs> Don't worry, just, we're not sponsored. <laughs> yeah. There's no connection there other than the fact that we've we watched them, we listen to them. Um, they're great resources if you get a chance. Um, especially if you've got, you know, five minutes on a break to watch a video or ten minutes on a break mm-hmm. to wait up watch a video while you um, eat your ramen noodles. 
I think what the big one is that it comes down to what bothers me the most is when we've got family or friends um, and they'll tell us, you know, especially the ones that don't have kids. Mm-hmm. It's just the two of them together. And they'll say that uh, they just struggle or they don't make enough money for one of them to stay home. Yeah. What are they going to do when they have kids or this, that, and the other? And we find out when I try to work with them on their finances that they make a considerable amount more than we do. And we're raising a family of six on that single income at less. And what they don't realize is that, yes, sacrifices have to be made if you want to adjust, you know, who stays home and who doesn't. Because you've got kids in the future or you have kids now. You have to change the way you live if you want to be able to make it work. You can't say that it can't be done. You don't want to do what it takes for it to be done. And I think that's what bothers me because you yeah. don't want to give up your five days a week going out to eat lunch instead of taking it yourself from home. You don't yeah. want to give up going to the bar every Friday night instead of drinking at home. You don't want it. And it's little things that definitely add up. Yeah. You could make it well, work. It, you just choose not to. It doesn't even have to be home thing, right? Like, cause mm-hmm. I get going to the bar, right? Because you have your social interaction and your friends, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But, what stops you from getting a, you know, $30 fucking fire pit for your backyard and inviting your friends over to have beer right. on your back porch, there. right? Yep. Like, you get your social interaction. You can kind of just everybody, it's a BYOB thing. Like, there's ways to make it work mm-hmm. um, just by changing some venues, right? And changing yeah. the way you think about how the money should be spent. Because we have single friends who live way outside of their means Absolutely. that are just like, I don't know how you guys make it work with six people on one income like that. It's and I go, quite easy. it's budgeting, right? Yeah. I take my lunch to work every day. I mean, yeah. I don't make my lunch, obviously. No, I do it. I, I, I have a wife <laughs> to make me sandwiches. I don't make my own sandwiches. It's um, so cliche, but I do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking, of course, but honestly, she does. She makes my food every day um, mm-hmm. and I take it to work and she's got a big a mid-morning snack and lunch and a late afternoon snack and then... Cause I'm a toddler. Um, and then, <laughs> you know, she's, she cooks at home and, but she even preps that stuff. You know, she's thinking she does weekly shopping and plans out, okay, this is what we're going to have Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday, because you know, on Wednesday we have this day, so it needs to be quick. And then Thursday we have this. And so this needs to be quick, you know, like she plans it out and it, it tez, it does take some work and some brain power to figure out exactly how you want to do it. And it took us a couple of years to kind of find a rhythm that works. Mm-hmm. But since we found it, it's, it's a so lot easy. simpler, right? And yeah. I really wish somebody had been there to say, hey, look, this is how you do this. This is how you fix this. This is how this works, you know? Yep. Um, and it, we're hoping that, you know, we're, we can give you guys some tips and tricks to get you guys where you um, would like to be financially. Um, again, none of this is going to make you super wealthy because we're not super wealthy. But maybe it'll get you started somewhere, especially if you don't have any kids, especially if you don't have a whole lot of responsibilities um, outside of, you know, providing for yourself. Cut out the frivolous bullshit, right? You don't need to go out every day. You don't need to stop at Starbucks and get a fucking coffee. You don't need to um, buy fucking super expensive meats and, you know pastas and spices you know the name brand shit is just as good it'll do everything you need to do stop going to the movies once a month stop going to the bar every week stop like all this stuff that you're not 
cancel the 14 different subscription services you have that Pick you one. never actually fucking <laughs> use, right? Pick one or two, use them, capitalize on them, and hopefully get the ones that are the biggest bang for your buck. You know, Netflix is kind of dying now, but there's some mm-hmm. other ones out there that are really good um, that you can save you money. Um, that's really the biggest trick, right, is find ways to save money within your budget. Um, we have a home-centric lifestyle, so it's a bit easier for us because we're both antisocial weirdos that doesn't like people. Um, but there are other people out there who need that social interaction, and you can get there without spending that much money. Very true. So I think that's going to be it for this week. Uh, I know it's a little bit shorter than last week. We're trying to make it a bit more concise. Uh, again, any feedback that you have, please let us know. Uh, reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please feel free to reach out on Instagram or Facebook. We'd love to hear your feedback or suggestions on our next topic. See you next week.